Hey everybody, and welcome to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely friends and GBG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, as well as our very, very special guest, Gilly the Kid. Gil, man, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? How is everybody else doing? We're good. It's, it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. That's a good thing, I think, for, for everyone. We're, we're that much closer to Friday than we were two days ago. So, you know, all good news here, right? Yeah, man, mm-hmm. it, is, it is a hell of a week. <laughs> I feel really good today, <laughs> yes. but, but it feels like this week is going a little faster than I'd like it to. Uh, apparently, my volume is incredibly loud, so I am uh, yeah, you're lowering at, uh, that right now. All right, good. I was going to say you're at the normal volume in, in Discord, so... Weird. Okay, <laughs> is that better for everybody? Okay, better now. I'm flipping uh, my camera again because there we go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even okay. know you could do that within Discord. You yeah. can't. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we could we could talk about tech stuff, which in in case you didn't know, that's the reason we're late because it always is. But anyway, Ash, yes. I think we have a lot of stuff to discuss, so I'm going to get we out. We do your have way. a lot to discuss. Yes, and apparently mm-hmm. my mic volume is better now, so that's good. Of course, before we get to the news, we do have a sponsor for today's episode, and that of course is the awesome chip damaged mic. And Mike says, "Hi, my name is Mike, and I win all my fighting game matches via chip damage. I am also plagued by being interested in too many things." Movies, comics, manga, anime, video games, toys, and all nerd culture have their hooks firmly embedded into my brain, and I just want to talk about it. Over on my channel, Chip Damage Mike, we look at rare, weird, and valuable games on all platforms, ranging from oddities like the Neo Geo Pocket to the big ones, like the PlayStation 4. I'll also be going over toy releases from companies like First Four Figures, Figma, and Kotobukiya, as well as discussions on where to start on big franchises like Yakuza and Final Fantasy. I want this channel to be a positive force where enthusiasts and collectors come together over their shared love of nerd media and culture. So get hype and please sh- please click on over and subscribe to Chip Damage Mike on YouTube and let's have some fun. And also, in celebration of uh, the recent release of Godzilla vs. Kong, they uh, also released a video on Godzilla collectibles ranging from video games to, get this, official Godzilla whiskey, which is just <laughs> wild to me. Um, so, And also, and actually, this actually might be on their channel right now. Uh, but they are also working on a video on which PlayStation Network games to download before the PS3 and Vita shops are closed. So, uh, of course, we do have a, for those of you in our live audience, we have a link in the uh, chat right now for you to click over and subscribe. And for those of you watching the VOD version, uh, we'll have a link in the video description below. So just scroll down and uh, please sub to Ship Damage Mike. We'd really appreciate it. And, of course, Mike, thank you so much for your yeah. continued sponsorship. We mm-hmm. really appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't love you enough. With that said, we got a lot of news to cover today, guys. So let's go ahead and move on to that. Oh, I'm ahead. actually kind of curious what you guys thought of the uh, the Street Fighter thing because I didn't get a chance to watch it. So it's like, was something cool shown? <laughs> um, uh, I would what? say a few thing, a few cool things were shown, right, Steve? Yeah. Um, they so for those of you that don't know, Street uh, Capcom did a stream which we co-streamed for the uh, Street Fighter Five Spring Update. Uh, and there's an archive of that on the channel now if you want to go watch it. But we saw a few things. We saw updates on Oro, who apparently wears underwear now. Uh, we we saw uh, Akira, which was really, really cool. Uh, I was really happy to see her. And we got a release was, date for Rose, yeah. uh, which is April 19th, so 12 days away. Um, and Rose it, has, like, a whole new mechanic now where she can she can use, like, up to four different tarot cards to both increase her own stats and, I and, and I believe, decrease the stats of her opponent. Yep. Um, 
which is really cool. Yeah, like that's something that has not existed in her kit before now. And so that definitely goes a long way toward making her a really unique character in Street Fighter V. And the card is random, which I really like. Like, you can tell which card she has in her hand with a little icon next to her V-trigger gauge. But, yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. Nothing, yeah, nothing mind-blowing, but a cool event. <laughs> yeah, and, and the biggest thing for me, I think for both of us, Steve, was Akira from Rival Schools. They did show off just a bit, bit of a sneak peek. And she looks awesome. She's got uh, what seems to be crazy air combos, which harken back to her rival school's origin. And it looks like one of her V skills or her, one of her V triggers is Daigo. Daigo drops in and does some sort of uh, attack that, in, in the case we saw, KO Dan straight up, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did dig that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, cool event. Um, definitely has me interested in picking up Street Fighter V again for the first time in a while. Um, now I just got to dig <laughs> out you, my Do you play Street Fighter V, Gil? I haven't played Street Fighter Five in years, but I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> enough with it now because I was like, I was getting into it, and then like, I just kind of fell off. But I'm familiar enough. Yeah, I picked fair. it up when it first came out, and I haven't really touched it ever since they've done any kind of update to it. It's like, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I enjoyed four. I should get into five, especially with this new update thing. Oh god, I have no real interest in this now. <laughs> well, oh well. Yeah, I, I enjoy Street Fighter V, but I, I'm certainly not good at it. I enjoy it in the casual sense. I love watching it. I love watching high-level play of Street Fighter V. But yeah, i not good at it. I, I have the fundamentals, but that's about it. Same. That's uh, about it. I, I did find the ideal pad for this. Uh, Retrobit makes a wireless uh, Saturn-style fight pad, so I'm going to pick one of those up and, and use that for five once Rose comes out. Uh, nice. Or I might try to find the one they sent me like two years ago, if I if I know where it is. <laughs> All right. Well, um, ha having discussed the Street Fighter V Spring Update presentation, are we ready to move on to the news? Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get that first story up on screen then. And this one's super cool, super cool, especially for you anime fans out there. <laughs> and uh, that is that a new uh, PlayStation Five VR game has been announced. It is in. Uh, is it a kind of a racing escape racer game called Runner. And it's very clearly inspired by 90s and, and other old school anime like Akira, Pat Labor, Ghost in the Shell. And uh, I watched the So I actually heard about this and watched this trailer before we were going to make it a new story uh, for TNT today. And I was already hooked on this. Have you guys, have, have any of you seen the trailer yet? I, I watched uh, a little bit of it. I didn't get through okay. the whole thing, but. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, just read the, the, the flavor, the hype text here uh, for, for the game. Uh, and it goes, when there's nowhere left to hide, the only way out is through. Runner is an arcade-inspired virtual reality driving action game. Players take on the role of Mina, a rogue mod courier at the center of a massive citywide pursuit. Beginning at the heart of Presidium, the neon-drenched capital of the mining colony moon N351, Mina's only means of escape is through the thoroughfare, a massive high-speed expressway that snakes through the entirety of the sprawling colony complex. Pursued by the forces of the Caldara Corporation, Mina must race through seven sectors while fighting off relentless waves of autonomous corporate combat drones. Using only their wits, their cybernetics, and a unique array of special abilities, the player will become the runner in this fast-paced kinetic virtual reality experience. This is so cyberpunk, <laughs> 90s, sci-fi. It's just oozing it from every pore, and I'm all about it, you guys. Oh, yeah. This is 100% this is uh, my jam. Like, I love the look of this game i'm watching the trailer now it's playing for our audience uh but it, it definitely has that kind of uh akira vibe to it it feels like you know 
it, this you could tell me this is Neo Tokyo, and I'd be like, yeah, all right. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I also love the fact that it solves one of the key issues that I think modern VR has, and that's locomotion. You're sitting on a moving motorcycle, so you don't have to worry about walking around or, or teleporting places. It handles that part for you, and I think one uh, it reminds me of one of the initial demos that Sony had for the first version of PSVR. Uh, which was like mm-hmm. it was it was like a getaway, and you were you were helping someone rob a bank, and then you were taking out the cops as they were driving the getaway car, uh, which I thought was a really cool little VR demo. And I'm glad to see something like that is expanded into kind of a more full fledged experience, and one that kind of has this you know, and it has this really cool aesthetic going for it. I think uh, mm-hmm. th- this is a definite pickup for me. I'll I'll be playing this whenever the heck it comes out. <laughs> I'm not a VR guy at all. And uh, this looks really cool. Like honestly, like gameplay wise, especially with them saying it's, you know, 360 degree freeform gunplay, you know, it's kind of like Panzer Dragoon. You're on rails, you're Mm. shooting enemies from all sides and it just has a really cool aesthetic. Uh, There's not a lot of really cool details in there too, because um, during some of the shots, you can see the reflection of Mina's eyes in the helmet. So you can actually see them pop up given that extra sort of, sense that you are her uh i've not really seen a vr game like this so i don't know if i ever get it maybe i'd pick it up but it's also one of those things like i'm probably not going to pick up vr so i can't even enjoy it so eh. see i i think i i am now i mean i've i've long been into vr as kind of a, a third pillar i don't think it's going to replace core gaming at all but what I played of it, uh, uh, I really like. And uh, that includes the original PSVR. I just didn't want to add a bunch of wires to my setup. But with the rumor at least being that the PS5 next-gen PSVR is going to only have one wire, Well, that's a, that isn't a rumor. That's confirmed from Sony. Oh, right. Yes, that was yeah, that, that was confirmed on the PlayStation blog, I forgot, along with the controller reveal. Yeah, so right. especially knowing for sure that it is going to be one wire, I'm all in on embracing VR because I want to play stuff like this. Not not to ma- not to mention all the back catalog stuff on the PlayStation Store, like Astrobot, which I really want to experience as well. So, Runner seems like it's right up my alley. I love the music in the trailer. The whole thing is just has su- it really captures that or that old school anime cyberpunk aesthetic, and I'm all about that. Nice. How do you feel about it, Gil? <laughs> well, funny story. So it looks great. It looks really cool. It looks like something I'd be into. Unfortunately. I get really bad motion sickness and I can't play VR. <laughs> so, oh. I, uh, I actually purchased a PSVR one time and I took it back the same day because I really wanted to do uh, Doom VFR. Oh, no. Couldn't do it. Couldn't play it. So oh. Oh, man. I know how much you're <laughs> digging Doom Eternal right now. So it's like, oh, that has to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard sucks. really good things about Doom VFR too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Bird says the prequel to Runner 2 looks way different. <laughs> I assume you mean, I was thinking that Bit Trip Runner, which I, a series I also love and wouldn't mind seeing in VR. But uh, yeah, there was something else I wanted to mention on the. I don't know how oh, they. I can't find it. Oh, yeah. I'm like trying Joseph, to think of like how you would solve that problem of motion sickness, and I don't even know <laughs> what you I've could do. Ch- there's been a, many suggestions. <laughs> right. None have, none um, have helped. Joseph Runner that, that stuff- great. There's that stuff you can take. What is it? Uh, Dramamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried that. (laughs) All right. I've been told that Dramamine... So I I get motion sickness in in real life, like on rides at theme parks. Yep, me too. I I can't handle them. But I don't get it in VR at all. And I've been told that Dramamine would help me with that. But I'm like, 
I could take a pill and hope for the best or just not ride the ride and guarantee I won't vomit. <laughs> like, I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll stick with that one. I'll keep my but corn worth, dogs in my stomach. You just keep a puke bucket nearby. It's like, all right, I'm having fun. Okay, next <laughs> yeah. level. That's the thing. If I if I get sick for a second, I'm out of commission the whole day. Like uh, my yeah yeah same same. If I if yeah. I go to a theme park and I like get actually ill on a ride, I have like a pounding headache for the whole rest of the day. It yep. sucks. I'm nauseous yeah. the whole yeah. day. Yeah. That that is kind of Amy as well because she has that happen with her just in first person games, so she can get those terrible headaches. Oh, Doesn't right. last the entire really day yeah. for a few yeah. hours. I get I have issue with FPS sometimes. It's it's not always, but sometimes I'll be playing and my brain's like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? You're sick now. <laughs> yeah. Time for a break. Uh, Joseph Rutkin in the chat with an amazing idea of, of doing an initial D uh, game in VR. That would be mm. really... And you got to have the Eurobeat pumping through your, your headphones. Like You got to have that, that legit so- Eurobeat soundtrack, right? But I would be... All about that. I think you know, that's the, super cool. So the only thing that I, you know, it's interesting because I've played driving games in VR, and I think because it's something relatable to me, it doesn't feel right. Like I, I'm like, you know, I, I just, I realize I'm holding a controller. Like I would need a steering wheel and pedals and a gear shifter and all that stuff, and it would have to be in the exact same place that it is in the VR world, or else <laughs> there'd be this weird cognitive <laughs> dissonance for me, like. Hey, that thing's over there, and I'm holding this uh-huh. thing over here. Um, I, I, when I think of like the most immersive racing sim type of scenario, I would want one of those stupid, absurdly expensive setups where somebody's got like a racing chair and like three monitors. And, oh, the, the, and, the Gran Turismo setup people always yeah. did back in the night. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I would love to play an yeah. initial D game like that. <laughs> um, but I tried. Um, project cars in vr and i was just like yeah this doesn't feel right to me at all i I don't know it just didn't click i think it's easier when it's stuff that's more abstract like piloting a spaceship or i mean i've i'm sure i could in real life hold two guns while on a motorcycle but i probably won't (laughs) (laughs) so i'm never gonna be like this doesn't feel like the last time i fired guns into a crowd from a motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i lead an interesting life you might be right (laughs) I probably wouldn't be a YouTuber if that was my my chosen hobby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Maybe there is a, a a drive-by enthusiast channel on YouTube somewhere, but I haven't found it yet. Well, I will say that uh, when I played Mario Kart VR in my last trip to Japan, it worked quite. I mean, of course, now that's a, a bespoke setup with like you know, right. it's a very expensive setup, but it was a lot of fun and it was certainly convincing. But you you know, you might be right, Steve, that especially for consumer level VR more abstract experiences might be the way to go as opposed yeah. to that visceral. I mean, I'd love to maybe see how a Ridge Racer VR game could work, but for that to happen, we'd just need to get another Ridge Racer game, period. And I don't see that happening. What if, what if it's <laughs> it, so. you, you put on the VR headset and it's just, uh, who was it? No, it wasn't. Is it Kaz Harai just going Ridge Racer? Like you don't actually. I mean, get to play I can't anything. say I'd be against it. Yeah, <laughs> can't say I'd be it's just a, a virtual Kaz Harai throwing throwing confetti in your face, asking you to be excited. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Remember that one? Ridge Racer. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next story, I want to extend a warm welcome to Nintenesis in the chat. Uh, it's a name I don't recognize in our live audience, so I wanted to say welcome. And also welcome to Anthony Wilson Jr., who's one of our newest EPs. And uh, I believe this is your first time making the live show. You said, I'm glad I finally made it to a live show. Love you guys. Keep up the Thanks. good work. Well, we love you too, and thank you so much, not yeah. only for supporting us as an EP, but for just being here in our live audience and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. 
And Absolutely. yeah, so with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our second news story of the day, which has to do with good old E3. And this was posted in our Discord by Eddie Zacianland and Fangs. And uh, essentially, the ESA has a lot more support for their digital E3 this year than one might have thought at first. And uh, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, and Warner Brothers are all confirmed for this year's E3 online. Um, So, obviously, the notable exclusion there is Sony, PlayStation. They're not there. They may not be there. And frankly, as we've said, PlayStation doesn't need E3. And neither do Nintendo or Xbox, but they're there anyway. How are you guys feeling about this? We, we might, it seems like we're going to have more of an E3 event, even digitally this year, than maybe we once thought. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think that, you know, E3 does need, I, I've said a long time that, that the ESA needs to keep it relevant. I still love E3, even though the ESA is objectively crap. And I don't necessarily like (laughs) them, but that doesn't change that the show is an awesome place for those of us in the industry to gather, to see each other, um, and and to learn about new games. I mean, it really is, you know, in in terms of being informative, I think it's the best show out there uh, Mm -hmm. just because it has, you know, it, it has age on its side. It's it's been the premier show for as long as most of us can remember, and while PAX I think is objectively a better show in terms of just being easier to get around, less stressful to be part of, <laughs> um, and and being more streamlined in literally every single way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that you know it, it doesn't get as much news out of the gate as E3 manages to. And I think that mm-hmm. just comes down to legacy. So I think if E3 wants, if there is going to be an E3 22, when hopefully we're all vaccinated and the world is maybe no longer on fire or at least on a different <laughs> kind of fire that doesn't infect yeah. us, then um, then the, this show has to be better than last year. Because uh, last year there was nothing. And so we, Here, we absolutely need something to better exist. than nothing is literally the quote you're going with, uh, Steve. Wow. I mean, would you set a higher <laughs> bar for the ESA right now? Here's here's a fun question. Right. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but did they say anything about maybe uh, figuring out how to prevent what happened last time from happening I mean, again? I mean, theoretically, with none of us actually physically being there, they shouldn't be able to do it again. I Yeah, um, I know. I meant like if they the next time that they do this in person. Right. That's the problem I've had, and and I've I've certainly mm. carried that torch for a while. I still kind of feel that anger <laughs> that I did that that raw anger that I did at the ESA when I found out that I'd been doxxed. And frankly, I have said that I I don't ever want to give them my personal info again. I, I realize that I'm probably going to have to for the next in person <laughs> E3. I, yeah. it's if like I choose a, to go, but you won't. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Situation like you need yeah. to be there to cover it, but. But, you don't want them to have your information. But, and I've, I've given this a lot of thought, they don't need your physical home address for any fucking reason. They need no. an address. So what I'm going to do is before I register for E3 2022 <laughs> or or for any other show, because while while this was definitely uh, because the ESA was, was lazy in their security practices, it could, in theory, happen to anybody. Like, PAX stores their information better, but... I mean, somebody could hack them, right? Like, just because it's not out there in an unencrypted file that anyone can reach doesn't mean that it can't be accessed by someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, So ever since this happened, I've long thought, like, I do need to just get a P.O. box and have that for my business Mm -hmm. 
you know, for, yeah. for mail coming to me for business, I really should have a business mail address. And that's not victim blaming or anything because I, you guys know, my address was on that list. <laughs> so, oh, for um, sure. yeah, yeah, no, I'm Almost. just saying that if I don't want, I need to have an address to give to people I don't trust with my home address. And in this, li- in <laughs> mm-hmm. this line of work, I really should have done that a long time ago because you know, I mentioned to you guys, I got a random ass package on my doorstep that I didn't know who sent it. And I mean, there have oh definitely been times where I get a package and I'm just holding my breath. I'm like, please don't be something disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> please. You know, it's never turned out that that's the case. But there are definitely times where my heart rate elevates and I'm like, man, if this is yeah. like, if, if this is how I die, <laughs> if I die please because someone yeah. doesn't like my opinion on Skyward Sword. I am going to be really pissed off. <laughs> right? It's like, please don't let it be a GV grenade. That's the one thing you, we you don't ju- want. You just end up in the afterlife. It's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Why Why I did I die, the... great deity? Because somebody didn't like what you said about a video game on the internet. Why that didn't I just sucks. tell him I like yeah, Sonic you know, Unleashed? That's all it takes. That's all it takes for, for I love the hedgehog. Really fringe weirdos out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love some of this, uh, some of these ideas in the chat. Classy Mudkip says, "Just give them a random KFC address for Steve." Uh, Eddie Beale says, "Name El Asho, address Wayne Manor." <laughs> I, I would Perfect. love it if, uh, I, if I came to be known at my local KFC as the guy that gets free video games shipped there. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll take some spicy strips and and that yeah. PR. Package. I'm here to pick up my mail, and I'll take a, a you know. Uh, what is it, 10, 10 piece to go. Yeah. There's a, another really, really uh, top tier idea here from Juan. Name, I'm a lick butts. Address, Green Bay Zone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> great. Oh, these are so good. Um, yeah, it, it, so... it is interesting. I got, uh, t- t- taking it back to this E3 online thing. Um, so they got some big names, obviously, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, what have you. But there are some uh, people who definitely aren't there. We said mentioned Sony, but EA's not there. Activision Blizzard, Sega, Bandai Namco, and Square Enix. So it's like, yeah, got those are big. Yeah, yeah, those are some big ones, especially with Square Enix. Usually has a pretty pronounced uh, presence there. Sega is okay. Same with Bandai Namco, and then you know EA usually has its own conferences. So I don't know. It's, it still feels on like they're hanging on by a thread. Bandai Namco um, is is a bigger presence than I think you're giving it credit for. They they recreated mm-hmm. Goku's like house within the oh, within one right. of the halls uh, in 2019. Oh yeah, Bandai Namco usually goes pretty he- pretty heavy in on their booths design. Yeah, that is Square, true, Square Enix and, yeah. Ban- and Bandai are two of the larger booths in in whatever the the B tier hall is. <laughs> I, I I can't I never remember if it's south or west or whatever the hell the hall name is, but. The one that doesn't have the big three in it, like Square South, and Bandai are South two Hall. of the bigger booths. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the South Hall, those two have a massive presence. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake, the, the booth for that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. But ridiculous. And Capcom usually has a nice booth, too. I think last year they had like a giant sculpture statue oh. for Monster Hunter World Iceborne. That I was, was really cool. I remember one year they had, like, you could walk, do a walkthrough of a Resident Evil house. And yeah, it was Resident Evil Seven. They had the they recreated the uh, Baker's house. Oh man, yeah, I, I wanted to do that and I didn't have the time. And I you I still know, that. you know, if that was if there was 
a way for them to have some sort of show where Capcom was at and they could have a Resident Evil 8 demo. There'd just be a life-size statue of Lady Demistrigu and all that stuff. There would there would almost right. certainly be just a really tall cosplayer doing it. <laughs> like, where's the tallest lady we can find? We'll, we'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Aimini with, a, with an important correction saying two years ago you mean yeah it, it's funny how it doesn't really feel like it's been more than a year since I've been to an E3 but it also does it, it's a weird thing where it's it doesn't yeah. feel like it's been that long but it also kind of does at the same time it's easy to forget that last year we didn't go to any shows even though last year was the yeah. longest year good mm-hmm. lord yeah. Um, yeah so I guess the the digital E3 is going to be bigger than, than we thought, but and there is still time for some of those missing publishers to, to join up. Maybe they will, but something tells me this isn't going to be the final lineup. You know, there are still a couple of months to go, so I, I imagine that the ESA will probably delight in being able to announce a few more partners uh, in the lead up to the actual show. But it is, you know, it, it will be exciting. It, it, despite my grief, my and our grievances with E3, well, mainly with the ESA. Um, you know, E3 is hype, right? At, at the end of the day, E3 is hype, and we're getting a lot of announcements. Nintendo's part of it. Obviously, we all really look forward to the E3 directs or whatever they want to call them, the digital presentations. There will be a big smash reveal. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. Also, it is important to know that the ESA wants you to know that it is now called, at least for this year, the Electronic Entertainment Experience, not Expo Experience, because Aww. it's online. So then so. it's the first one. <laughs> this is the first one, yeah. then. Yeah. The first one, Yeah. Um, as kind of a, an, an addendum to this, um, they have also, the ESA has also reconfirmed that its plans for potentially putting on-demand demos behind the paywall are not happening. They have reconfirmed that paywall stuff in general is not going to happen uh, for this online E3. So just in case you were concerned that there might be a paid element to this, there's not going to be, and they've reconfirmed that. So that's, that's definitely good news. Cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you feel exactly like I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so it's like I'm sure there's going to be some neat things announced, but it's hard to have any kind of real hype for this at, at the moment. Uh, right. Jared, no, Jared totally Edinger asks a pretty valid question in the chat. What about the influencers, though? Um, believe, it, E3 doesn't separate those two. Uh, they have mm. just a media badge. So if you're what would traditionally be considered an influencer, which depending on who you talk to, that's what we are, <laughs> um, <laughs> you would uh-huh. you would still get a media badge. Uh, more progressive shows like PAX actually do separate those out and have different badge types. I've actually one year, I somehow ended up with a media, an influencer, and a VIP badge to PAX all at the <laughs> same time, which, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, I yeah. wore all three just for the absurdity of it, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, well, I think we've uh, just about exhausted this topic, so let's go ahead and move on to our next news story. And this was posted in our Discord by Fangs, and uh, this has to do with PlayStation Now. Uh, oh. So the PlayStation Five upgrades for Marvel's Avengers and Borderlands Three, which are normally free if you have a PS Five, actually require payment if you are playing the PS Four versions on PlayStation Now, which seems to kind of keep re uh, underlining PlayStation Now as a PS4-centric service uh, and, and not quite as uh, inviting of, of PS5 gaming opportunities. On one hand, though, I can kind of see where this makes sense. It's not the best look, but at the same time, if you're getting all these as part of a subscription service, I can kind of see the logic. Uh, where do you guys fall on this? 
I've <clears throat> never really cared about PlayStation now. I've never heard great things. I've never looked into it. So this honestly doesn't affect me. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe yeah, says something, I mean, but it's yeah. it sucks for the people who like um, want you know who do use it and would like to use it for their PlayStation Five. But I don't know. I I I I guess there's a percentage of people who do use it, but. You never really hear about PlayStation now too much. I don't know. I, I yeah, yeah. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I'm I'm a PlayStation person through and through, but PlayStation now has never interested me. It's, I mean, it it doesn't seem like a particularly good game streaming service. There's you know the few times I've tried it, which have been in like what they would want to be ideal settings like on show floors at e3 like in demos like i've had this demoed to me by sony and it didn't work great there so the last thing i'm gonna do is go home and be like yeah i'm gonna pay for this uh so i i just have never had faith in it i understand that it lets you download the games now to your hard drive very similar to game pass but at the same time i just think that the library selection isn't there in the same way it is for xbox game pass so i i don't have any incentive to really dip into this i and nothing they've done so far has shown me that i that i really want to so i mean for those of you that use it this is objectively crappy that it's still just ps4 only but also if you manage to get a ps5 is game streaming the thing you want to do with it i i I don't understand Mm -hmm. who's it for do you bother with playstation now go no I'm in, the same, <laughs> I'm in the same camp as you but uh steve i was gonna say i mean if you have a p because the ps5 basically replaces um the ps4 so if you were using it on ps4 and now you're using your ps5 for ps4 content yeah i mean sure. i i guess i i get that but i just think like i don't understand the 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 reason for the service to exist in the first place i guess because yeah, there's not yeah. a ton of content on it like you have to have a PlayStation console already. At least with you know Game Pass, you can log in through a web browser and start playing yeah, those yeah. games. But I don't. I don't play- really don't understand it. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I could understand if it was like a retro games only service and it let you play PS three, two, and one. Oh hell! Um, see that what I would get me interested. I was like, okay, yeah. sure. Same. Yeah, that has value. But I have a PS four, and this is just letting me subscribe to remotely play those games. I, I right. yeah, just doesn't it's, make a whole it's, ton of sense. It's like a it's like a a half-assed attempt at doing a game pass. It's like a uh, yeah. A, a, a Nintendo doing online effort. Yeah, come on. Exactly. Yeah, I, you got to use your whole ass for this. Not just <laughs> I tried PlayStation now for like a minute right around when it launched just to see with the week subscription and the free subscription. It was fine, but I clearly didn't feel like it it filled any sort of uh, void or, or served any sort of purpose in my life because I, I let the subscription or I canceled it right away. It's cool, and I'm sure it's it's neat if you have a really good internet connection, but eh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Didawim in the chat says, I don't think most people care. According to Spunwave's uh, recent poll, only 9% of his audience is subbed to PS Now, which seems right. high to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, and it, it's surprisingly high. <laughs> yeah, I would think so too. <laughs> The, the thing about the Marvels, Avengers, and Borderlands 3 upgrade not being, you know, you can only play it on PS4 through PS Now. Again, though, it's a shame, but this kind of reminds me of when people were complaining that the uh, the PlayStation Plus version of FF7 Remake didn't include the free upgrade to Integrate. 
why would it mm. though right it's why would square why it's part of a subscription service yeah. you're essentially getting a ps5 upgrade of ff7 remake for free at that point so i gotta say i get why that's not possible in this case as well it sucks sure but i i get the thinking behind it at least mm. i mean i i yeah. would say I understand from a technical perspective why it doesn't work, but I don't get why Sony wouldn't want PlayStation 5 games on there, at least some. Uh, you know, we're, we're mm-hmm. getting a free PlayStation 5 game every month with just regular old PS Plus right now. How is that a better deal than, than the separate subscription you have to have to play these games? Um, right. I just got Oddworld, I, yeah. I guess. I, I haven't tried it yet, but... I need to get it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be fun. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. PS Plus at least is killing it on the free PS5 games front. Uh, so <laughs> right, and you probably have to have that to play PS Now. I don't understand how any of that works, but I don't know. yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing maybe PS5 that they're just still too, it's still too new, and maybe Sony still still sees too much inherent value in that FOMO, that newness, where they want to push people toward buying as many PS5 games as possible, which might be why we don't see any PS5 content I, I actually, on PlayStation Now yet. I have my own theory behind that. And I think it's okay. because, um, I mean, you have to remember that PlayStation games, PlayStation 5 games can run at 4K up to 120 hertz. Like Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition runs at 4K 120 on PS5. I think it's one of the only games that does, but still. I mm-hmm. bet, you know, I mean, PS now sucks on the PS4 for <laughs> streaming. Could you imagine trying to push a 4K 120 stream on uh, on that, like, I have a feeling that it's less about um, wanting wanting to push people to buy a PS5. I don't think Sony needs help on that front right now. But I think what it's more about them not wanting PS5 games displayed at anything less than like the most optimal way. They don't want people saying like, "LOL, look at how bad this PlayStation 5 game looks," and tweeting that out. <laughs> they want right. You know, they if if you're capturing from a PS5, they probably want to control the quality of that to some extent. That's makes sense. That definitely. Yeah. That's a good theory, in my opinion. True. Um, all right. Well, I think we've uh, talked enough about PlayStation now. So let's uh, move on to our next news story, which was posted in our Discord by Lucas, Shiv UK, and Fangs. This is a big one. So here we go. Uh, so though some of you might be aware that the uh, version 12.0 firmware of the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, firmware software <laughs> was uh, <laughs> released yesterday. And it didn't really seem to add a whole lot, at least on the face of it. But if you dig a little deeper, as Oatmeal Dome on Twitter did, uh, you find that it actually lays the groundwork for a lot of interesting stuff in the future. Um, For one, and this is kind of like, this is far from the most interesting part, but uh, the update did add the capability for the dock's internal firmware to be updated. Uh, However, what's more interesting is that the the code behind the upgrade uh, contains a lot of references to Ola, uh, which, as you might recall, is the code name for the, uh, the upcoming new version of the Nintendo Switch or the Switch Pro, uh, if you'd rather call it that. Now, Steve, obviously, I like tech, but you're our main <laughs> tech guy. Hell you, you yes. Go, you dig into the guts of this. So I'm going to throw this over to you. What about this interests you the most? So th- this is incredibly exciting for a number of reasons. One, um, we, we've seen references uh, to Ola in Switch firmware as far back as January of this year, uh, maybe even a little further than that. Um, so Ola is nothing new. Uh, the, the name has been out there and previously, uh, Squeeze M had, uh, who's a notable, uh, switch hacker had found, uh, references to Ola indicating that 
you know, it, it jives with some of the reports we've heard that it has an upgraded screen, that it's capable of 4K, um, you know, at least for media output. This is what we learned back in January. Now we're getting further information on that, indicating that there is, in fact, a brand new dock coming uh, because it references a new dock model. So, you know, all that talk about these using the existing dock. Nope. <laughs> that's not going to happen. So I guess I'm I'm on the hook for five of these fucking things. But uh, the other, the what I think is really interesting about this is, one, I mean, there's some kind of dock firmware. The other thing is that it, it directly confirms 4K output. That's a big deal. It, it indicates yeah. that... Uh, Mm-hmm. It'll it'll use internally it'll use DisplayPort, which is not different from what we're doing now with the current switch, but that it will deliver 4K over USB 3.0, which means that that USB port on the bottom of the switch will be a USB 3 port. Uh, you know that could be Type C or whatever, but it, it gives us a lot to work with in terms of understanding what the capabilities of this new model will be. It would be really weird at this point if Nintendo announced a new switch that wasn't 4K. Um, <laughs> You know, it also confirms in the firmware that this is not just a docked-only model. It, it has portable mode. Um, mm-hmm. You had mentioned Bluetooth audio. That's a thing that'll probably come to all of them. The The original Switch has been capable of Bluetooth audio since the beginning, but Nintendo, for whatever reason at the firmware level, has shut off Bluetooth to anything but Joy-Con. so frustrating. It, uh. it really is, especially because but we have unsurprising. USB audio. Yeah, yeah no, no, also no, not none surprising. of this is surprising. Not in the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I'm actually trying to look at the other tweets right now so that I can break this down a bit further. Because uh, Oatmeal Dome had three or four tweets on this subject. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's the iCradle firmware updater, um, which is what the, the doc's internal name is. Uh, let's see, what is the other... I think one of the most interesting ones is is an internal setting that... Oatmeal Dome is careful to say they're not confirming, but that it essentially seems to say prefer 4K, 4K display port over USB 3.0, meaning use 4K when you've got a USB 3.0 connection. Yeah. And, right, and that's, yeah. What, what makes that even more interesting is that, like I mentioned, back in January, um, it was confirmed that, that in, in those same settings for Ola, there was a real tech, uh, 4k media encoder chip included uh which would again lend further credence to the idea that yeah this switch is going to output 4k in some regard i mean again i i don't think you're going to be looking (laughs) at ps4 pro or or xbox one x levels of performance but uh dlss definitely seems possible here like we could be getting some type of upscaling to 4k instead of just straight up uh 4k gaming which i i think is Man, if, if this is true, if this all bears out, because it's worth mentioning that Nintendo can put whatever the hell they want in the firmware. Um, there, For instance, there's been, uh, for just about a year now, a reference to another model called Calcio in the firmware, which uh, is a docked-only switch with no battery and no game card slot. Um, so that's probably an internal-only model that Nintendo uses to test uh, hardware. Uh, Because your firmware has to support everything you use, including the stuff you'll never release. Um, And I don't see Nintendo releasing like a like a digital only docked only switch. That would be the weirdest, poorest choice on the planet. Yeah, it wouldn't Uh, be a switch. Yeah, exactly. The the Nintendo doesn't switch. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it would just be it would it would be really, really weird for them to do that. But I, I think this is 
truly, truly exciting. I mean, if it's if it's getting this far along in the firmware, that means uh, honestly, maybe the reports of it coming out in six or seven months are not are not off the mark. Maybe we will be seeing a new switch in time for the holidays. Which, what game are you going to launch with it? <laughs> but uh, I mean, right? I mean, at this point, there's the one really obvious one, be Breath of the Wild Two. But yeah, I, still, Bre- I feel like Breath of the Wild Two is going to be 2022. I still feel that way. I, I'm with you. I, I feel like March 2022 is the ideal ideal time to launch it the fifth anniversary of the of breath of the wild which <laughs> god like when yeah. i think about it that way time Ugh, is getting right. away from me and we will all be dead soon but jeez yeah. <laughs> i mean um, just to make sure i'm i'm uh, understanding this right uh danilo Imini says so this all may imply that the new switch may still be compatible with the old dock but it would just not output to the tv in 4k that i think that's what we're saying here right steve that that would be the case i i believe so I believe you're okay. correct. Um, I mean, but it's hard to tell, right? Because there could it could just come down to them physically not being compatible. The new switch might be too thick or too thin, <laughs> or or some some somewhere in between, and not physically fit down into the existing dock. But uh, right now, there's no reason to believe that the existing dock wouldn't. But it would certainly mm-hmm. be limited to 1080p if that were the case. Based on I what feel we like they, the firmware, I feel like they wouldn't want to do that like not make it compatible like because they're trying to keep it they're trying to keep it in like one ecosystem and and i don't think they want to kill off the original switch yet so and all these people who own switches have a dock in their home they're probably going to want to keep that compatible right yeah that's too much market fragmentation yeah and and that's so much or, or i should say that's so little convenience if you if you strip away that convenience of being able to use these docks that you already had that doesn't that doesn't look good especially when they charge case. how much for a new dock right yeah, like they'll exactly. call it they'll call it the right new there. dock <laughs> right it, right yeah they probably will and as actually uh, on on that point nintendosis says in the chat i'm willing to bet money it'll be called the new nintendo switch and i i hope <laughs> no. you're wrong they're gonna do it they're wrong but i think totally gonna do it but they're gonna do it and i'm gonna hate it uh I think it was Goron Amber. Yeah, Goron Amber said up above that uh, they are insisting that the new Switch should be called the Super Switch. And I'm going to take that and raise you one more. The Super Nintendo Switch. Yes. It's written yeah. for you. It is yeah. so many people's yep. favorite Nintendo console of all time. Yep, they won't, mine. they won't do it, though. No, they won't. They won't do it. They could have done uh, Light Switch. They could have done Light yeah. Switch. And they did Switch Light. Yeah. <sighs> I never or thought about light switch. Switch That's amazing. you. <laughs> Watch they do switch you. God, let's hope not. Switch but you. I just, <laughs> I just want a Super Nintendo that Switch. Sounds like they're flicking the us Super off. Famicom color <laughs> scheme, right? That would be so. Oh, Z Patty actually said that as well. Nintendo Switch you. God, let's hope not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the Super <clears throat> Nintendo Switch just makes so much sense. They could have they could launch with an SNES and a Super Famicom color stuff. You know, color uh, setting. Never gonna do it. It's too cool. No. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't have much to talk about with this sort of thing. It's. It's cool. I've. I've never been tech focused, but you know, it sounds neat. And we're definitely in that this whole thing. Like it, it feels different from the rumors we got for um, the NX, where it's just like I don't know what the hell is coming. It's just all these weird rumors, and it's, it seems like we're just getting more and more of a clear picture as we go along. And now it's just a matter of fact, a matter of when's Nintendo going to show it off? Cause it's kind right. of just, it's, I mean, it's been an open secret and then now they're just like trying to slide this stuff in, but you'd think you'd think they'd find a way to hide this a little bit better, but it's Nintendo. You'd imagine. Right. I mean, 
that would that would certainly <laughs> be helpful. I have to let you guys know because today is oh. a day full of technical wonders uh, that my all my web browsers have crashed and stopped working. So sick. No more previews. Nice. <laughs> Good. I don't times. even have the chat anymore, which is cool. Okay. That's, that's what you pay for in the live audience here. Thanks, Windows. Well, Speaking of the chat, uh, I really, I think Classy Mudkip's uh, idea is my favorite so far. Nintendo 358 over 2 Switch. I love it. Let's go with that. (laughs) I (laughs) like the series, Ash, and I still like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I think we've uh, we've discussed this just about as much as we can. So let's uh, go ahead and move right, right along to our next news story. And this is something I'm pretty excited about. And that is that Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury Spirits, mainly Bowser's Fury Spirits, are coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate in a new spirit event that starts Friday and runs for five days. And this is going to add three brand new spirits to the game. Giga Cat Mario, a bunch of cats, and of course, Fury Bowser, who I am committed to calling God Slayer Bowser because that is so much cooler. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those are the three that you would expect, right, from Bowser's Fury. Yeah, I'm all about it. I love these new spirit events that add new stuff to the game. I'm going to keep my spirit uh, collection at 100%. We just got the Monster Hunter Rise spirit event last week. I'm all about it. Keep keep adding new spirits. I love ducking back in every once in a while to, uh, you know, take on these new battles. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, they're cute. It's it's cute. It's nice to see them continue to pop it um, uh, in, but... I, there's not a whole lot to say here, but it's cool that we get these new spirit battles as time goes on. And, you know, Fury Bowser uh, sticking around. Of course, he's a legend. That's that's uh, that, that feels appropriate. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because I agree with that. Uh, Fury Bowser was was one of the more annoying parts of uh, I mean, as cool as he was in, in Bowser's Fury. God, he just what he is so far up your ass, especially toward the end of the game. He will never leave. Like, well, it doesn't matter where you are; you are never safe from his giant fire blasts. And it's really cool in an atmospheric sense, but it can be a little annoying when you're trying to get something done. And he just will not leave you alone. And then he's but, he's never yeah. there when you need him. By the way, right, right. That, that's more <laughs> my problem. Right, you need him I'm for that like, specific thing, and then you're just waiting around like, all right, Bowser, whenever. Because, like, every island has at least, or every, like, course has at least one cat shine hidden behind mm-hmm. those fury blocks, right? And, so and then the, wait. And then the, what was it, like, five shines that you needed to get on that platform that, like, only would show right. up when he spawns? Yeah. Those are the last five that I got. Because I didn't even know about that platform till toward, toward the end of my playthrough. And I was like, do I really, really have to wait five times for this guy, or four more times for this guy to show up? Damn it. But I still yeah. did, so... <laughs> they they really got the value of the Bowser amiibo in there. <laughs> yeah, Just right. Slime, yeah, slime again, and ugh. but it's cool. So, it's it's nice to have these uh, extra battles, and I'm I'm curious what other spirits we'll get. It makes sense for the Nintendo games, but the, it's been a while since. Well, now we just got Monster Hunter Rise. Never mind. It's a lot of Capcom stuff because we got the Resident Evil spirits as well. I hope we get some Ace Attorney spirits someday. But like I like I feel like there should be at least some Ace Attorney spirits. Obviously, we'd love to have Phoenix himself as a playable character. I would love that as well. But even if he can't, I, I just would like some Ace Attorney spirits, especially where Capcom representation is concerned. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think Ace Attorney has has a pretty strong uh, legacy with Nintendo platforms, so it'd be nice to see him in, in Smash in some way. Yeah, I, I'd really like to see what creative spirit battles they'd come up with for the cast, right? Like, I'd really want to know, 
there's so much they could do with the, just the various wacky characters that exist in that series. Goto especially, I feel like, you know, with his whole thing for throwing hot coffee at mainly Phoenix. I was going to say people, <laughs> mainly Phoenix. You got to have the, uh, the the super spicy curry item for him, right? Like, that's got to <laughs> be a thing that happens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this brings, this will bring the total number of spirits in the game up to, if I remember correctly, 1,473. And I Jeez. am going to keep getting all of them. Because you can't you can't have an 100% collection at this point and then let it lapse. If you've done the work up to now, <laughs> you just got to keep it topped off, right? Watch, they'll introduce yep. one like 48 years from now just to screw with you. Yeah, like, right. Dig out your Switch, Ash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, there's not too much more to say about that. Uh, however, there is another Nintendo-related announcement that is very exciting, and that is what our next news story is about. So let's go ahead and get that up on screen. There's no on screen right now. Oh, right. There isn't because your browser's <laughs> crashed. Okay, so this story uh, was posted in our Discord by four different people. Dan Powell, I mean, everybody kind of knew about it. It yeah, just sort Rob of Arman, like, X, exploded. Rob and Fangs were all pretty hype about this. And that is, of course, Pac-Man 99 has been announced, and it's coming out uh, as of this recording. It's coming out tonight, probably right after we finish this recording. Uh, it's also going to include a $30 DLC pack that includes various new modes or various additional modes, as well as custom themes based on games like Galaga, which is really cool, and I believe Dig Dug was one of them. Uh, and it's also extra music, which, of course, is nice for me. Um, and I gotta say, I tweeted about this yesterday, right? This doesn't make up for the loss of Super Mario Bros. 35. Let's just get that out there. Yeah. It doesn't, for me, <laughs> at least. However, I watched the trailer a few times, and I have come to realize that this is essentially a more head-to-head -head competitive version of Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, which I have said in many other places and many other times is one of my favorite games ever. And so that being the case, I'm actually really hyped for this, you guys. I mm -hmm. am too. I I watched the uh, trailer and I did our quick news update on, on the uh, game, and I was uh, really thrilled to see this. Like, it looks really exciting. I was wondering how they would handle, you know, combat essentially like 99 people you know fighting each other in this and i love the idea of uh the jammer pac-man that that instead of yeah. mm -hmm. you know adding things that'll kill you instead they just slow you down so you you technically have a chance of survival especially when you factor in the fact that there are power-ups uh and you can increase pac-man's speed which i would think would be better to use as a countermeasure after you get hit by a jammer pac-man than to use it to just make him faster in general but It'll be interesting right. to see how strategy plays out in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I find the Championship Edition 2 mechanic of lining up all those ghosts and just chopping them all at once and that leading to a bigger bonus already so addicting when you're playing it just to beat your own high score. But against other people in a head-to-head -head format, or I should say head-to-98 other heads format, <laughs> this just sounds really exciting to me. And uh, not just that, but the, the music in the trailer... Uh, gives me a pretty strong indication that they're going to go pretty heavy on the electronic music, electronic dance music slash techno style approach that they went in for the championship games. And I'm all about that. Bandai Namco has such an amazing sound team. And uh, the fact that the DLC adds even more music, I got to say, I feel like they made this DLC with me in mind because I probably wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. But I mean, Ash, there's a yeah, Bravo Man theme. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, oh, there's. Oh, it is one of the new stage. Oh, that's that's one awesome. of the themes is Bravo Man. <laughs> I didn't realize. Okay. Well, they, so, yeah. They, 
that it's an interesting lineup of classic Namco things because it's Bravo Man, Return of Ishtar, Xevious, The Legend of Valkyrie, Namco, Namco Classic 5, Cosmo Gang the Video, which some of these I've never even heard of, Wonder uh-huh. Momo, Galaga, Wonder Yokai Momo. Duchuku, and uh, Namco Classic 3. So, All right, that was at least three shifty look franchises represented there. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick up this DLC. I'm pretty sure. Man, if they pull classic Namco or even just other Namco properties, like eh, okay, here's a here's a Tails board, here's a uh, Klonoa board, here's screw it, Dragon Ball board. Oh, come <laughs> on, oh, the man, board would be awesome. Grab those Dragon Balls, Steve, for the instead of the power pellets. <laughs> That's going in and out of context for sure. Yep. Uh, so, so Gil, I, I heard you mention that you were you agreed that this doesn't make up for the loss of Mario Thirty Five. But are you still looking forward to checking this out as well? Yeah, I am actually. Um, I I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, Pac Man Champion. I don't think I played Championship Edition Two, but okay. I the the first one. That's this is an arcade cabinet, right? Uh, no, the Championship Edition Two came to I believe originally was PS it, it's, Four. It, was I it, forget which one, but it plays like the classic one. It's just with the, all the neon. And okay, you, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's a, there's an arcade one that's like head-to-head. Oh, um, it's Pac-Man. You're talking about Pac-Man. Is it not versus? But I know what you're talking about. There's yeah, a Pac-Man yeah. four-player championship yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it doesn't play like that at all. It's a completely okay, okay. different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. I saw a little bit. I didn't finish the trailer. I watched like like a minute of it. Um, but no, it looks, it looks super interesting. I, I like Pac-Man. So like, and for example, like I, I am terrible at Tetris, so I never was able to really get into Tetris 99. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for Pac-Man. Yeah, same. I, I, I was never going to go back to Tetris 99, even with the, the death of Mario 35. I was always just so bad at it. I never really had, you know, that much fun with it. Cause I had, like you said, Gil, I suck at Tetris, yeah. uh, especially competitive Tetris, apparently. So this is something I think that maybe it's even though it's not quite as tailored to me as Mario Thirty Five being a platforming guy, I, you know I play I played enough Pac Man Championship Edition too that I think I'll be fairly competitive in this. I guess we'll find out pretty soon since it's coming out in less than an hour. I guess at this point, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm I tweeted this out last night, but I still stick by it where it's. You know, I'm I'm down with this whole 99 uh, genre we got going, and they keep going with different games. It's not just all puzzles. It's a platformer, uh, you know, puzzle now, and now just classic arcade stuff. And I, I joked about, like, Final Fantasy 99, where, like, I you have a... In my head, it was just like you get a part, classic party, and you try to slay monsters, and the more monsters you slay, it goes to other people who have to stack up their monsters and kind of keep it going that way. But then people were saying, like, no, Sonic 99, and I was like, you know... That makes even more sense because just imagine Sonic 2 or Sonic 3's battle mode. Make that 99 player. That would be sick. Oh, yeah, man, that would be so cool. That, I mean, of do. course, the other obvious one for me is Mega Man 99. That There's <laughs> so much they could do. And I know, Gil, I know you're a big Mega Man fan like I am. So yep. you're probably thinking about how awesomely oh, yeah. and all the different ways they could do this as well. But Absolutely. Oh, man. I They'll never do it. They'll never do it. But I would... There's so many cool. I want you know what I want. I want Tempest '99. Oh, okay. It's a deep cut. Yeah. Nice. Never gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that's even less likely than Mega Man '99, and that's already not likely. I'm, I'm still waiting so, for a uh, Zelda '35 or a Zelda '99, which I won't get. But I'm still <laughs> bubble bobble. Oh, bubble bobble. bobble bobble. That is uh, a great idea. That's perfect for yeah. that. 
I mean, even and, going puzzle route, bust a move. Bust a uh, yeah, move is a good yeah, true. one. Bust a move. Uh, Goron Amber has a great idea in the chat. WarioWare 99. That could be great. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of what the, the WarioWare Mega Micro Games Inc. for GameCube had a multiplayer mode that I feel like could work a bit like a 99 version of WarioWare. Where it was just basically kind of like a survival. You just the mini games keep getting faster and faster and faster, and then people just keep just, dropping out. Just make it based off the gamer thing from uh, Game and Wario, where everybody has to like, "Mom's coming, mom's coming." Everybody hides, and that's how you knock out all oh, players. Uh-huh. Is you can sick mom on them, uh-huh. tell on mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with so many Puyo Puyo ninety nine, Kirby ninety nine in the chat. Um, Ditto M has the one I want, as well as Nintendo says Panel Dupont ninety nine. If they ever did a, a Puzzle League 99, I don't know how I would ever get anything done. I would be in so much trouble. I love Puzzle League so much. This is all to say that Pac-Man 99 looks pretty damn exciting. And uh, though I, I do still really hope they revive Mario 35 and turn it into a fully featured paid product, which I would happily buy. Uh, for now, this, this is nice. This is nice that we have something to kind of help fill that void, even though it doesn't entirely fill it. So... Yeah, but uh, I think we've we've uh, chatted about that just about as much as we can. So let's go ahead and move on to our next news story. And uh, that has to do with an old Sega mascot that predates even Sonic. And this oh, was posted yes. in our uh, server by Shellshock Prime. And that is that Alex Kidd in Miracle World Deluxe has a release date of June 24th. And uh, that's nice to see because this was uh, announced and then it kind of just fell silent for a little mm-hmm. bit. And we weren't really sure what was going on with it. And now it has resurfaced and it's coming out. In about two and a half months. I literally yeah. forgot that it was announced in the first place. Right. Same. When the trailer yeah. came out, I was like, wait, is this yeah, new? It's... No. <laughs> <laughs> and this is pretty cool. I mean, Alex Kidd always kind of got short shrift, right? Like he kind of got kind of got the short end of the stick in terms of ever really having a fair chance at being Sega's mascot because he was upstaged by Sonic pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice to see him coming back in this in this form. It yeah. gives them another chance, but I also don't know if it's actually going to be enough. It's not going to be. No, no, I don't think so either. I, I think that for Sega Master System kids like me, it's it's a big deal, and I don't see it reaching far outside. Like, Alex Kidd is a weird, weird mascot. Let's let's just point yeah. that out. I, I yeah. think he's maybe part monkey. Like, I'm not sure. He's got, I like, think a so. It's also ears. based off rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, lot. I was going to say, well, all the bosses are yeah, John Ken- uh, related and he's got like, like a Sun Wukong going thing going on. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. Just a weird dude. Like sometimes he like one of the power ups is like a tiny car that never really worked quite right. Like the minute you touch <laughs> anything with it, it's gone. Which you would think the point is to touch things with it. Um, but I will say that from what I saw in today's trailer, I was really excited for it because it does it does uh, something that I really like, and that's that you can switch between. Uh, master system graphics and these new hd visuals that they created for it which is very similar to i want to say the wonder boy game that lizard yeah. did yes which the, the dragon's trap i or, love yeah. that it did that that was such a such a great way to do a remaster of an 8-bit game and i wish more mm-hmm. people would would steal that idea so i'm glad to see that it's on display here i just hope it's the same like single button implementation that that lizard cube pulled off for this same. um but we'll we'll see. I mean, either way, I'm on board for this. I sent out a request for a review copy the minute the trailer dropped. I am <laughs> I am ready to check this out. I'm happy that it's on Switch. I think that's the ideal platform for a game like this. 
Uh, but it's, it, you know, no matter what, how many good things you can say about it, it definitely isn't going to light the world on fire. Alex Kidd is not going to experience a resurgence. He's just too weird no, and too obscure at this point no. to, to merit that. I mean, if Sonic can't survive in today's environment, there's no way Alex Kidd is going to. <laughs> Wait, when did when did Sonic die? When did Sonic stop surviving? I didn't hear about uh, this. I, I think it was around the time that Sonic here, Sonic Forces came out. I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, Sega Sega was like, we're going to do they so much stuff with Sonic, well, I mean, and then they're like. We gotta take him out back and just comparatively. Comparatively, Alex Kidd is just not a not a super great designed character. Like yeah. visually. No. Meanwhile, like Sonic's no. been running off of his character design since day one, and that is it doesn't right. even matter if he has bad games because he's a good character. That is true. Like I imagine yeah. that there was just a mountain of cocaine in the room when so when Sega designed Alex Kidd. They're like, is he a monkey or a boy? And someone's just like, yes. <laughs> 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 are those red pajamas sure they are yeah <laughs> what does he fight with giant hands <laughs> i mean i'm really tired he somehow got six games in the course of four years they that... all blend together for me too it's i i can't tell them apart i don't know which one's which. Wait, there is one where he's in in shinobi for some reason they're like that's the crossover we're gonna make no okay <laughs> i just found the re- the weirdest one i'm looking at his wiki page here alex kid bmx trial all right. <laughs> He's, All right. It, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Japanese exclusive, obviously, but it's just him going through an obstacle course, going through the, going to the finish line. It's basically paper boys. From what I can tell what. Yeah. What in the world? That's Damn wild. Google Chrome. The, I think the, the naming schemes just confuse me too. Cause they, they all like, cause where like other games will like, you know, be numbered sequels or whatever. It's always some, it's Alex kid in, I don't know. Alex yeah, kid in their place. <laughs> that place yeah. over there. Alex kid in dumpster world. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster world. <laughs> Jesus. I, I do. I do think there's something charming about the fact though, that, that even though Alex kid isn't, relevant anymore and will never return to prominence i think we can all say that's pretty safely that that, that there's still this can still happen that, that it's not just the the big name most relevant characters still having things happen these days and we saw oh. a little bit with banjo kazooie and smash and we're seeing it with this alex alex kid remake i just think that's i'm glad he came back irony will get you yeah. a long way like we are not we are just a few years off of some sort of gex reboot happening yeah, true. You're right. Yeah, so sometimes I, it can it can blow up in our face and we. I'd be down. That's true. <laughs> I'd be though. Uh-huh. Those new those new Bubsy games were not good. No, <laughs> that's what I heard. Hey, we also got Shaq, we also got Shaq Fu, a Legend Reborn. So yeah, I played that Shaq one too. That was... Yeah, so did I. Not great. That's the problem. New, new games based off bad games continue to be yeah. bad. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Bub- Maybe Bubsy gonna... is really just staying true to his legacy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In QA, uh, they were we'll probably like, this game is reboot. too fun. <laughs> I want to see a new Glover. <laughs> a new Glover. Oh, yeah. Glover. Yeah. We saw that. We had that one news story about, like, it sounded like somebody was working on a Glover port to Switch. But yeah. we haven't heard any official announcement or anything like that. So Thank God. Might happen. <laughs> I want to see somebody finish Glover 2. Oh, <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. If the first yeah. one does uh-huh. well, actually finish Glover 2, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's it's nice that this is happening. Um, and and I think someone in the chat pointed out that it's happening a day before Sonic's thirtieth actual thirtieth birthday as well. Uh, I lost it. Oh yeah, uh, I would love it. Is it immediately going to be? 
I was gonna say, I would love if Sonic just shows up, like some Sonic release the next day. Like, nope, we gotta stick close to history and just overtake Alex Kidd right away. Just by fate. That's yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just, I, I want Sega to release a game about what it's like for Sonic to actually be thirty. I want him to have like a shitty Uh mid-tier corporate job, and he's just, you know, comes home, go puff some (laughs) snacks, watches Netflix, and goes to bed. They're like the end. Mm -hmm. That's all he does now. You did this <laughs> kind of like uh, that Rockman Son manga that we're looking forward to, right, Steve? Well, I mean, Rock, Rockman Son is just stupid hot. Like, I want, I want a broken, <laughs> beat down uh-huh. Sonic. He's like, I used to star in games, but running is hard now. My knees, hurt. <laughs> I've got fucking oh, arthritis. So busted, busted up my knee, and it's just. Yeah. Uh, I got written up by my boss. I just want to go home and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Finds oh, a ring man. in his couch. He's like, these things aren't even worth anything anymore. <laughs> Chili stains all over oh, his couch. God. He's, he's going this through his AA dark. steps and has to make This is getting pretty dark. dark. It's just like, Sonic's midlife crisis. You. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, his, his, wife, his wife won't let him see the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 who's his wife in this case? Is, are, are, are he and Amy estranged? Or are we talking no, about no, Princess Sally? No, no, it's definitely a human. It's it's definitely <laughs> like what are we talking about here? My it's God. definitely his girlfriend from Sonic 06. Oh no! Uh, oh no! It's got to be. Oh, you know what? No, the show's. Got, it's if it's a show or, or whatever you're gonna do a comic or a show or an anime, you gotta. It's gotta be. You, they gotta not say who it is. You can't know who the, exactly. the mom is, so that it's always it, up for speculation. It uh-huh. indicates that it's like yeah. maybe Sally, but it's like she's like she's not official anymore. So we gotta. The, she's she's you, you lost. You just hear violent arguments between them on the phone. Uh-huh. I'll see him when I want (laughs) like Z Patty says you've gone too fast in this life (laughs) I I need this to be a real thing me too oh my god Mario Vargas with the deepest cut of all freaking Madonna from the old concept that's true he used to have a Madonna like girlfriend in the oldest concepts of Sonic yeah that's funny that's hilarious (laughs) oh uh, Joseph Rutkin says this is apparently literally kind of funny Sonic for Ire. I did not know that. That's that. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I had no idea. Really, really dark scenarios for this. Literally all night if we allowed ourselves to. <laughs> but I know we all do have things to 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 get to and, and do tonight. So we probably shouldn't muse about Sonic's sad adulthood for hours on end. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move to our next story. Um, and this one's kind of weird. So this was uh, posted in our Discord server by Fangs. And apparently a full 4K remaster of Time Splitters 2 has been hidden all along in Homefront the Revolution, but can no longer be accessed, at least with the code that was, uh, you know, used to access it, because that code was lost to a Discord ban, of all things. So I don't even know where to go what? with this. I, go ahead. No, what? I mean, how, how do you lose the code? Right? I thought the I, internet I have no forget. idea. Right. So, yeah, I... Uh, so I guess it was given to a friend to leak in a Discord chat, but I guess I have a, the the article's kind of uh, lagging for me. But I guess whatever Discord server got that code didn't believe that such a thing could possibly be true, so the account was banned for I guess purporting something that they felt to be mm-hmm. a lie. Um, let's see. So this is weird. Yeah. So That's insane. basically, according to this, it, it came about because uh, former Crytek developer Matt Phillips was responding to ex Vlambeer designer J.W. Nijman, uh, his, his call for developers to share Easter eggs they hid in games. 
Um, there's stuff like apparently Division has Ninja Turtles, Dragon Age Two has a giant cheese wheel, and Phillips, of course, said about the 4K port of Time Splitters Two, um, and it was intended to be playable, but uh, he actually ported even ported a network stack to ride on top of uh, the uh, Homefront's co-op mode, and he said if and that's a big if anyone is able to hack two or more arcades into one of the co-op maps, it'll boot into the multiplayer menus, allowing you to actually play multiplayer Time Splitters Two in 4K. Um, wow! And yeah. Yeah, that is like a next level flex. As someone who's constantly accused of flexing, that's a damn good flex. Like they're like, what are what are <laughs> oh, your? Uh, oh it, no! Yeah, I, I I got the full uh, the the reason why it was lost on Discord. So he lost the notebook that was okay. in it initially, and he gave it to a friend to leak in some Discord channel. They called him a liar and banned yeah. his account. Oh my god! Right. Which is too good. I mean, it's really a shame, but it's too wow. Good. Um, the the PC Gamer article we're getting this from does point out though that now that we you know that this is public knowledge that this, that this exists in Homefront, maybe a hacker can can get. I'm at sure it somebody's working on it, it immediately. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's basically a free game. But what what a hell of an Easter egg! <laughs> I ported a whole game in my game. You know, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. No big in 4K. Deal. I upresed it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you how do you further one up that like? port someone else's game into your game <laughs> i just i just remade ocarina of time you know 4k no big deal it's fine yeah, yeah whatever. i do exactly. small easter eggs like that all the time <laughs> I, yeah, I time splitters is i'm good gonna game, buy homefront just to play time splitters i know right time splitters is great too because uh i mean the x uh golden eye and perfect dark developers correct that went yeah. off and did their own thing and i never got mm-hmm. time splitters too but i enjoyed the original Damn, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I, did, I didn't play a lot of Time Splitters myself. I think I played a bit of the first one, so I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I just think the the context of, of a whole 4K remaster of the second game being hidden in this other game is just really incredible on its, it's own. It's wild. Even though I don't have a lot of... Yeah, like, that's just... That's wild. And, and the way that it was lost. I mean, the way that it was lost to a Discord band because they thought the person was lying, that's... Both really funny and really sad at the same time. The the weird thing, or the thing I have to ask about this is, where (sighs) is this person? Like, I mean, he gave, the person is a friend of the person who created the Easter egg. So why doesn't he just like text him and say, hey, uh, can you tweet that or some shit? Like, (laughs) I know I gave you the notebook, but uh, I I don't think they'll ban you from Twitter for it. (laughs) I mean, or couldn't they unban the guy? Like, we run a Discord server. I'm I'm roughly 12% sure I could unban someone. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure you could come back and say, hey, we're really sorry. We would like the free 4K port of that really good game. (laughs) Could you please post it again? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't seem I I bet, though. Within three months, if not even a month's time, we'll be reporting on. Hey, remember that uh, Time Splitters Two Home Front story we we talked about a month ago? Well, a hacker has now unlocked the. I mean, we got the Golden Eye yeah. remake, so yeah. Please, hackers, right. instead of posting people's personal information online or <laughs> or ransomwareing huge game companies, can you please just use your powers to get us Time Splitters just once? Right, please. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about our final news story of the day. Now, I haven't told you guys this, but I actually have a, an imaginary friend in my head. His name is Zach, and he's particularly excited about this next one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see you. I see you shaking your head, Derek. I had to try. So, uh, <laughs> Deadly Premonition 2 is headed to Steam this year, uh, apparently, according to its publisher, Thunderful Group's annual report. Uh, we don't know when mm. it's coming uh, exactly this year, but it apparently is happening. Let's just hope that it comes with at least some technical. I mean, it has to at this point. Like this, this PC version might actually allow the game to, you know, be enjoyed. Maybe. I guess, but I mean, it's not as though it couldn't run much, much, much better on Switch. So, I hope that's not their rationale. Like, well, now that it's on PC, we can have it actually look and run decently. No, so well, we can do that too. Question. Mods, mods. <laughs> Will, yeah, will it run better than, than Cyberpunk is, is the real question. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can yeah. we get it at a stable 30 FPS on PC? <laughs> probably not. Probably yeah. Not. That's probably, shooting too high. Probably not, right? And it may, it may be, as you said, Derek, it may be happening with mods, and that may, may be really the only way that Deadly Premonition 2's technical performance does get improved. I'm, uh, Gil, are you, a, are you a Deadly Premonition fan at all? I am not. <laughs> all right. I have played the first game a little bit, and I really liked... It's very, very weird. It's, it's clearly technically not very sound, but it's just very Twin Peaksy, kind of the room-ish. It's really weird, and I like it, but I just never really got around to finishing it. I I saw I I first encountered Deadly Premonition from um, oh, uh, I forget the name of them, but they there was a an old show on the uh, on the Escapist. Um, where they basically did MST3K except with video game openings. And so they showed the opening to Deadly Premonition. And I'm watching this. I'm like, what the hell is up with this game? Like, I had no idea what was going on. And all of a sudden, it just became this huge hit. And I'm like, sure. But it always looked like <laughs> garbage to me. It's like, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've never understood the appeal. I get that some people really enjoy it, probably for its campiness or, or you know, unintentional cheesiness or whatever. I really don't know. But I took one look at the Switch version and I was like, <laughs> now's not the time. This is not a thing I'm spending spending my energy on. I mean, when Digital Foundry makes a video on the performance of a game because it's so bad, <laughs> you, yeah. you know that you probably should, should not spend your time on it. Like, I've never, I didn't know that their little graph that they show at the bottom of all their videos could go so low. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> shockingly bad. It really, it really, and that's such a shame. Like, so maybe the best we can hope for is that they actually do put a little bit more uh, technical polish into the PC version, and maybe that will then be translated into a Switch update. But I feel like that's probably pie-in-the-sky mm. type hopes as well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, though, because Deadly Premonition's legacy, I think, deserved a little better than than what it got, at least technically, in, in Deadly Premonition 2. So it's a shame, but... Uh, yeah, well, that does bring us to our news for the end of the day. Uh, now, before we go ahead and do our usual outro stuff, I do want—I have a surprise for everybody. Now, if you were uh, there for my and Steve's reaction to the Street Fighter Five Spring Update, you've already seen this. But for the rest of you, check out what has come in the mail. Oh, nice! I got my Good Vibes Gaming navy Ooh. blue shirt. Yeah, and cool. I got to say, as I told Steve uh, yesterday, this thing's comfy. Um, the, the 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 material's nice. It's breathable. It fits yeah. well. Um, yeah, so I now now that all three of us have gotten our merch samples, our masks and shirts, we all are pretty happy with, with the way they're feeling and fitting. I think we're we're closer than ever to uh, to launching our merch. So 
look forward to that. For those of you, I know a lot of you have been very patient and asking, hey, when can we buy GVG merch? And we're so thankful that you want to. So I think we're closer than ever now. And uh, I think Steve and I are going to take point on getting that ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should be able to get those get those available by the next episode of TNT. So I think I'm, I'm going yeah. to need one of them. You should see. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so once we, of course, get that going, we will have uh, links to our merch uh, store in the description below, of course, so you'll be able to find it there. But, uh, yeah, so I just want to give you guys a quick sneak peek of that. But with that, we are at the end of our episode for today. But before we go into our usual outro, uh, Gil, can you please tell our lovely audience where they can find you, man? You can find me at youtube.com slash gilly the kid where i i make videos and uh i also stream on twitch and that's uh gilly the kid yt for twitch nice awesome well gil thanks again so much man for joining us today it's been a blast having you here and i hope to have you back again when we have some Mega Man news to discuss I, that would be ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah just yeah. just you wait <laughs> we'll, we'll need to hype over. Some, we'll need to hype over some Mega Man news together for sure. So we'll, we'll like, definitely have. There, you back there was a little bit of Mega Man news, like in the that was brought up, but it was like uh, from Proto Dude, where it's apparently some sort of like Japanese exclusive box for Mega Man Battle Network. But it was like it's a Rock Band EXE anniversary <clears throat> box. Yeah, and it's cool, but it's not like the kind of. Like, yeah, exactly. I love Battle Network, but it's not, not exactly it's worth Battle Network game. Hell yeah. I can't but, believe I'm I'm the one asking for an update on this and that we just didn't get it organically at some point throughout the last couple episodes. But whatever happened with the April 1st uh, Rockman reveals, were those, were those real or were they a joke or, or what the hell were they all to of begin them, with? So all of them except for the uh, augmented reality mode were real. Nailed so it. Bad, I knew that one was Bad fake. Mega Man Volnut is real. Uh, he's Are in you the real? game. You can play as him now. Yeah, he's real. The, the they they put out a trailer. I watched that trailer. I'm with like the, with the shades. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for bad Mega Man Legends. <laughs> nice, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, when are when are we getting Red Ash? I know. Oh, uh, man. Hopefully, hopefully never. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I think they released like a bit of the anime, but that's about it. So, <laughs> but yeah, everything except for the AR thing was real, and uh, hopefully that also means that it you know the the whole. Uh, the developer code about potential steam references does mean that it's in development for steam but it may not be we don't know but uh yeah bad Mega Man volnut most importantly was real he's in the game and he's that's amazing so yeah um all right well thank you again gil for being on the show and uh thank you as always of course to our incredible supporters including our patrons at the producer tier and above because without you, this show would not be happening, and we're so thankful to be and privileged to be able to bring you this show three times a week. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. In addition, of course, a gargantuan thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those awesome people include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carol, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Kin Rule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, 
Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Phantom23, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoy, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Kota, Michael Macau, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hooby, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Mom, <laughs> Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, and Anthony Wilson Jr. Now, of course, remember, you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gbgaming, where you can support us at a myriad of tiers. Uh, our most popular tier is, of course, our $5 live audience tier, where you can watch the show and interact with us live and our guests live uh, three times a week for our recordings of today's news tonight. But, of course, regardless of whether you support us on Patreon or not, uh, we love you all the same. Uh, if you could just you know drop a like and a subscribe here on YouTube, you're just as awesome. We thank you all so much for your support. And we will see you next time for today's news tonight. And until then, everybody, good night and good vibes. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>